Are you new to our podcast and are wondering where to start listening? We now have recorded 147 episodes since late 2018. Where do you begin to listen? Stay tuned as I recommend my top 10 podcast episodes of 2021 and why you should start there. Welcome to the Plant-Based DFW Podcast Weekly Show with Dr. Riz and Maya, a show broadcasted from the Dallas-Fort Worth area that focuses on lifestyle medicine. This is the use of evidence-based lifestyle therapeutic approaches, such as a whole food plant-based diet, regular physical exercise, adequate sleep, and stress management to treat, prevent, and oftentimes reverse lifestyle-related chronic diseases that are all too prevalent. Every week, they feature a guest who speaks on one of these lifestyle medicine pillars. This show is for you, the person who is seeking to improve your overall wellness and quality of life. So whether you are driving, walking, or relaxing at home, we hope this show will provide you one more tool for your wellness toolbox. Hi, I'm Maya Acosta, and this is episode 148. Welcome back, friends. At the end of every podcast year, I like to review my conversations with guests, and then I choose 10 episodes which really stand out to me. These episodes also reflect my approach for 2022, where I will continue to speak about the benefits of using food as medicine, and I will also focus on mental and emotional health, along with women's health, diet culture, and so many other great topics related to health and wellness. Links for all the episodes will be found in the show notes. So let's get started. Coming in at number one is my conversation with Dr. Scott Glassman, who is a doctor of psychology, an author, an educator, and happiness expert. Dr. Glassman's innovative program, A Happier You, is a seven-week program to increase joy and meaning in life. It combines a unique group of these pathways into a set of daily practices. They include spotlighting positive events, personal strengths, gratitude, love, and lightness in life. Let's hear from Dr. Glassman as he shares his personal story on how the simple act of mindfulness brought him back to experiencing happiness after experiencing a car accident. In 2004, I was in a car accident, um, rear-ended, and began experiencing really debilitating back pain. Never had experienced anything like that before and was becoming quite depressed around it and not really sure kind of where to turn because I wasn't getting a lot of answers from doctors about what could be done. I found John Kabat-Zinn's book, Wherever You Go, There You Are, and discovered mindfulness. And the idea that we can change our relationship to difficult experiences by holding it in a compassionate, kind, attentional cocoon was revolutionary for me and really began to show me that I can change my own physical suffering by using a different capacity of attention. And since that point, I became interested in how can you use mindfulness a little bit more directively? Can we use the same capacity to expand present moments by aiming the spotlight on good things that happen to us? I like the analogy of holding a firefly in your hand. To learn more about a happier you, make sure to listen to episode 128. 
Coming in at number two is Danielle Dinkelman, who is a mother of four, a plant-based nutrition educator, and a national board-certified health and wellness coach. She's also the author of If Diets Don't Work, What Does? Danielle came on our show to pull back the curtain on diet culture. How many of us have not faced yo-yo dieting, body dysmorphia, weight issues, eating disorders, and have developed an unhealthy relationship with food? Diets are unsustainable while focusing on the outer appearance of the individual rather than focusing on long-term health. Danielle believes that women shape the world, but when we are held back by our health, whether that be chronic fatigue, mental health, aches and pains, depression and anxiety, or other health problems, we can't fully show up in the way that we want to. Danielle loves helping women turn their health around so that they can fully show up for themselves, their families, and their communities. Let's listen in. But I see it as this well-rounded, holistic approach that we are a whole person. We need to be moving. We need to be sleeping. We need to be managing our stress as well as eating well. And we need to manage our thoughts, like you said, our mindsets. I love coaching women through mindset work because that's often where most of the progress comes from is when we can address how we're thinking and feeling about ourselves, how we're thinking and feeling about weight or food or anything in our lives. To learn more about Danielle's approach, make sure to listen to episode 129. Coming in at number three is Dr. Kristen Giallo of B Medicine. Dr. Giallo went on to complete residency training in psychiatry at University of Maryland Medical Center and Shepherd Pratt Hospital. She was executive chief resident during residency and then worked at Shepherd Pratt Hospital, specializing in working with patients with psychotic disorders, bipolar disorders, depressive disorders, and anxiety disorders and developmental delays. Dr. Giallo often worked with patients that not only had chronic mental illness, but also chronic medical illnesses that plagued their everyday lives and served as an obstacle to their goals and happiness. There comes a point as a physician when you recognize that medications alone are not the answer and that health is so much more than pills. 80% of chronic medical illnesses in the United States are a result of lifestyle concerns such as diet, exercise, stress, lack of social connection, difficulty sleeping, and substance use. As a result of this continued observation, Dr. Giallo went on to become a certified lifestyle medicine physician with the American Board of Lifestyle Medicine. Dr. Giallo talks to us about how patients do not want to take their medications. Let's listen in. There's just so many more tools we have in our toolbox besides medication. And often patients are unsatisfied with medications. So many people are very hesitant to take them or they're on a slew of meds and they're like, I just don't want to take these anymore. And in fact, there was a study, I can't remember the exact percentages, but a significant amount of patients in all specialties aren't taking their meds. They come and they tell you, oh, I'm taking it, I'm taking it. But then you get a call from the pharmacy three months later and how do you keep driving this medication? This patient hasn't picked it up ever. 
right? So there's a lot of pressure that patients feel too to please the doctor, to please the system and to not feel like a disappointment. And, you know, we have to be listening. We have to be paying attention to what our patients are trying to tell us and see if we can meet them with some other strategies, some other solutions that they may feel more comfortable with and maybe just as effective because they're actually going to engage and do them. So that's where my mind goes with that. To hear the complete interview, visit episode 106. Coming in at number four is my conversation with Dr. Michelle Thompson, who was featured in the documentary Going Home. This was one of my favorite conversations because she has such wonderful energy. Going Home highlights the benefits of sound therapy, which is used as a tool to focus the mind, allowing people to achieve a higher level of wellness. Dr. Michelle Thompson is a triple board certified physician, integrative lifestyle and osteopathic family medicine. She specializes in treating the root cause of health problems, not just the symptoms. Let's hear from Dr. Thompson as she describes the benefits of sound therapy. Yeah, so I'm so excited about the documentary Going Home. It's O-M. And there's a Facebook page. You can get it on Amazon, Google Play, iTunes. I don't know. There's all kinds of platforms. It's on my Facebook and I'm going to post something on Instagram. I haven't gotten to it yet. It actually talks about sound has actually been around for many, many years and has been used in healing and rituals for many years, going back to the native Indians and their the dances that they have done. And also the didgeridoo is actually where I had one of my big aha experiences with sound. Sound can be used really to move you again from sympathetic into parasympathetic. Sound is all around us, really. Mm -hmm. And some sounds are annoying, right? Like if you're in the ICU and the bells and the everything's going off, my trauma pager, like I will always, my trauma pager sends me into sympathetic like that because I knew that the trauma pager was like, okay, go. Helicopter's landing. We got to go. So there's good sounds, there's bad sounds. And you can use sound though as a kind of training wheels for meditation, bringing you into a state of peace and calming. And it can really help with things like migraine headaches and tension in the body, you know, chronic pain. It can help with depression, anxiety. It really helps you to calm your mind. It can help in cancer, just helping a person to really relax more and release their stress when they couldn't have otherwise. To learn more about Dr. Thompson, check out episode 125. Coming in at number five is my only in-person interview of 2021. And it happened to be with Melissa Allen. Melissa and I had so much fun getting to know each other at the pond near my home. We were entertained by the squirrels and ducks in the area. And so you hear a lot of giggling. You may also hear a fountain in the background. Melissa considers herself a multi-passionate, purpose-driven professional dedicated to promoting the health of mind, body, and heart through therapeutic lifestyle changes. She has personally experienced and witnessed the transformational results of her clients using lifestyle medicine in her roles, both as fitness and mental health professional. Melissa has over a decade of experience with behavior change, working as a former animal trainer 
health psychology intern and fitness coach. While she was still enrolled in her graduate program, she began her own fitness business in early 2019, which later expanded to include Mind Body Thrive Lifestyle. And that is her brand, her business. Melissa graduated from the University of Central Florida with her bachelor's in both biology and psychology in 2012, her master's in clinical psychology in 2020, and obtained her board certification as a diplomat of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine in 2020. Let's listen in as Melissa explains why people shy away from exercising and why physicians do not prescribe exercise as medicine. I think the more conventional medicine approach right now has kind of shifted more heavily towards treating the symptoms of different conditions versus lifestyle medicine taking that let's treat the root cause. And so for physical activity in particular, I also think there's a big misconception for people out there that think fitness needs to look like heavy breathing, drenched in sweat, lifting heavy, and all of these ideas that are very intimidating. And to even go to like a fitness environment, whether it's a gym or even like a physical therapy environment, well, physical therapy is more clinical, but When you go to the gym and you see the people that are like grunting while they're lifting and, you know, trying to show off for their Instagram pages and stuff, it can feel very intimidating for someone who's trying to move for their health. And so being able to help people understand, just get moving, whether that's walking, if it's yoga, it doesn't have to look like a very high intense session. And so when it comes to physicians prescribing physical activity, That's where exercise as medicine came in because it was created by the American College of Sports Medicine and being able to try to, again, bridge that gap to help physicians and healthcare providers start recommending more physical activity to their clients. Make sure to listen to episode 124 to learn about Melissa's online courses. Coming in at number six is my conversation about gut health with Dr. Vanessa Mendez. Dr. Mendez is a double board certified gastroenterologist and internist. She specializes in digestive disorders, which include liver disease, inflammatory bowel disease, and nutrition-based disorders such as obesity and constipation. Her approach to patients and their diseases is holistic and comprehensive. She does not just want to treat symptoms, but to get to the root cause of an ailment and provide lasting relief. Let's listen in as Dr. Mendez explains the gut microbiome. So let's start with the gut microbiome. So basically, we all have different microbiomes within our body. We have a microbiome in our mouth. That's our oral microbiome. We have one on our skin. We do actually have one in our airways. We have one in our private parts. And the largest microbiome exists in our digestive system. So in our gut, we have about 39 to 100 trillion microbes. That's a huge difference because actually it's constantly changing and your microbiome is different from his and mine. So everybody has a different number, right? So trillions of microbes live in our digestive system and more so over the last decade, science has been able to figure out that they're involved in so many different pathways in our body that we previously did not even know. This is not something that was emphasized just like nutrition in our medical schools because for that one specifically, the science wasn't there yet. Or if it was, there wasn't enough knowledge from our teachers, right? Our educators. So the microbiome is involved in things such as the immune system, inflammation, fat deposition, 
and maintaining the integrity of the colonic wall. If you would like to learn more about how you can strengthen your immune system, make sure to check out episode 93. At number seven is my conversation with Dr. David Sabgir, a cardiologist in Columbus, Ohio, and founder of Walk with a Doc, which he started in 2005. Frustrated with his inability to affect behavior change in clinical setting, Dr. Sabgir invited his patients to go for a walk at a local park on a spring Saturday morning. To his surprise, over 100 people showed up energized and ready to move. Since that first event in 2005, Walk with a Dog has grown as a grassroots effort with a model based on sustainability and simplicity. A doctor gives a brief presentation on a health topic and then leads participants on a walk at their own pace. Walk with a Dog now extends all around the globe with over 500 chapters worldwide, including Walk with a Future Dog, chapters that are led by medical students. And in case you didn't know, Dr. Riss and I lead a Walk with a Dog chapter here in the Dallas area, and we are honored to be part of this organization. Let's listen to Dr. Sabgir explain the benefits of regular walks. First, we have a list of 100 reasons to walk that I think captures a lot of it. I see two channels. I see one that is arguably you would think to a vascular surgeon or a cardiologist would be most important. Those are the 50% reduction in heart attack, stroke. There's 50% reduction in Alzheimer's disease. I never would have known that. Anxiety, depression, high 40s reduction. So it just goes on and on. But it turns out from Michelle Seeger is brilliant. And she talks a lot about what motivates. It's not necessarily people don't get out of bed on a snowy Saturday morning and walk two miles to prevent a heart attack even though it's doing so there's those long-term benefits, but then it's the immediate stuff I think that gets us. To learn more about Dr. Sabgir's story, check out episode 95. Coming in at number eight is my guest, Randy Tatoni, who was featured in the documentary, Eating You Alive. His famous quote, people aren't living longer, they are dying longer, says it all. Randy Tatoni is from Oklahoma City and is the director of marketing for the Scott Sablich Prosthetics Company. His goal is to help educate the public on how the pharmaceutical companies work. Let's listen in. If you think the pharmaceutical industry doesn't want customers more than they want cures, you're sadly mistaken. The pharmaceutical industry just wants customers. And so if you look at all the ads, that come out on television now, right? You've never seen an ad for a new antibiotic. This antibiotic, you're only gonna have to take for five days and it's gonna cure your problem. No, you hear a proton pump inhibitor, something for gastric reflux that you're gonna have to take forever. Here's something to treat your type two diabetes that you're gonna have to take forever. Here's something to treat your depression that you're gonna have to take forever. And so. All of these things just play into what the Esselstyns and some of these people that are much smarter than me have said that, you know, there's no money in dead people and there's no money in well people. All the money is in the middle, in the sick people. And so that's what we want to do in the healthcare system is keep you sick and keep you fat and keep you suffering and keep you in pain. To learn more about Randy, visit episode 94. 
Coming in at number nine, we have Ellen Twig, author of And Suddenly Everything Changed. This is a novel where the main character discovers the hidden, unhealthy truths about the typical Western diet, about animal agriculture, and the impacts of dietary choices on the environment. The main character ultimately finds himself encouraging and motivating everyday people to consider veganism. Alan Twig is a 55-year-old Englishman who lives in Tenerife in the Canary Islands. He lives with his beautiful German wife. He dances tango and organizes tango events on the island. He practices yoga and meditation daily. Dr. Riz and I had so much fun having this conversation with Alan and just really learning about his world. Let's listen in as Alan shares the story of how his daughter introduced him to veganism. I was 50 at the time, nearly, I think I was 50. So I've reached that age and been so ignorant to my shame, you know? So my daughter, she lives in Germany. She's now 22 years old. She's independent. And five years ago, she came back and we had a holiday in La Gomera, which is a little island just off the south coast of Tenerife. And she brought with her the book, How Not to Die, from Michael Greger. And she slapped this down. We were around the pool and she slapped it down next to me. And she said, here, dad, I know you care about health. Read this. So very clever move on her part. She knew that I do sport. I've always kept myself physically active. I do care about health. So instead of trying to persuade me through the animal, she obviously went straight for what I was interested in. And I read the first chapter. I don't know if you've probably read the book. I read the first chapter and it resonated so much with me because my father... Well, my grandfather, first of all, had died of heart disease. So that was my grandfather. My own father, aged 63, 64, got angina. And then he went through the whole thing. You know, he had blood thinning tablets. Then he got the stents. And then he had the triple bypass. And I saw all this going on. And I knew that, you know, saw his chest open. And it was a horrible thing that they'd done to him, you know, and taken veins out of his legs and sewn it onto his heart. And I was there the day he came out of hospital, you know, and... uh yeah, I mean, I just didn't fancy that for myself. And since that I'm his son, obviously you think, well, my grandfather's had heart disease, my father's had heart disease, you know, and I'm now 50. To learn about Alan, his book and his online programs, visit episode 99. And finally, my friends, coming in at number 10, we have Richard Hubbard, who is a webmaster and resides in Connecticut. He also maintains a health blog. The link is www.healthylivingct.com and does a podcast as well. Richard recently published a weight loss book titled A Plant-Based Journey to Health about his incredible 150-pound weight loss that he has managed to keep off. He is 100% vegan and tries to work out five days a week, having done two marathons the past couple of years. In this short clip, he discusses how co-workers would push him to overeat. Let's listen. The problem is when I graduated college, I had a desk job and I wasn't doing the walking and I wasn't doing any exercising and sitting all day. And that really took a toll. And I was um, binge eating. I had co-workers, unfortunately, would often push junk food. People would bring in bags of food. And if there was, I remember several times, there was food laying around. Others wouldn't want to eat it. And they'd say, oh, come on, eat it. What's the big deal? And then push the food on me. To learn more about Richard's journey, listen to episode 105.
And there you have it, friends. These were the top 10 most memorable episodes of 2021 for me. Each episode has managed to impact my life and to contribute to my own personal growth. As a result of these conversations, I am motivated to develop a workout plan. And I mean, workout like a physical exercise plan for myself this year. I am also motivated to continue to work on my mental health with the coaches that I have currently been working with in this past year of 2021. Let me know what you think about these episodes. Leave a comment below and share this episode with someone who can benefit from these conversations. Links to all the episodes can be found in the show notes as well. And as always, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Have a great 2022. You've been listening to the Plant-Based DFW podcast show. If you like our content, please like, share, and leave a review. Our goal is to provide quality episodes to help support the community.